about Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? We care. Gross. Hun, <laughs> <laughs> well, I just got inside from a trip down to the square here in Fullerville, <laughs> and it was a scene. I mean, they were dancing in the streets. There was a stunning beggar in the middle of it all with the most geometric jawline I've ever seen. And the most gorgeous Eileen Fisher rags you've ever seen on a homeless woman. Rag and bone uh, (laughs) Eileen Fisher uh, and Taylor Loft. Like, really nice. No grease, no muss, no fuss. Welcome to... Who cares? About Ross and Patrick. I'm Ross. And I'm Patrick. And we're just taking you down to Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. (laughs) I mean, not the whole episode. No, not at all. Not even... But have you watched it out there, people? Not even a quarter. Have you watched it on Netflix? Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square? But why this is pertinent, pertinent, is that... This episode, we're going to focus on what we've been watching. Yeah, what are we watching? What are we watching? Some some things we're watching are current. Some aren't. Some are uh, endless scrolls down a new Instagram (laughs) obsession of yours. Correct. Correct. That is also something we are watching. I'm forcing it upon you. You're and forcing it upon everyone in your life. That's what I do, hon. That's what I do. You find what you like and you push it on people. You're like a I'm drug a connector. Dealer. I'm a connector. You're a drug dealer and you're a pusher. People. You get people hooked. You know what? If it's on content, get over it. Brian Alvarez? Brian what Alvarez? Brian Jordan Alvarez, who... Uh, At Brian Jordan Alvarez on Instagram? Correct. He does not need our help uh, from however many, like, you know, tens of tens of people that are listening. But (laughs) Well, we should just keep track of what we're recommending. So first we're recommending Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square, which is a total fever dream. Let's go go back. Let's go back. Okay. First of all, welcome, Welcome. everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Our daughter's in bed so we can talk like adults. Yes, we're watching her on the monitor. Everything is fine. Um, we probably are talking a little too loud, but it's okay. Um, so we popped on. What we've kind of started getting into is like as we're mellowing out before Fran's bedtime is like we pop on some sort of feel good something or other. And like a Klaus or a like, Grinch or a yeah something Cat in, the, in the Hat or Murder on Middle Beach, <laughs> HBO Max. No, we did not put that on in front of her. But we we dabble in the children and family. Um, what did uh what did Tasia call it? Space. We dabble in the children and family space. space yes. I'll get back to Tasia later from yes. the Bachelorette. Oh, we we've been watching that. <laughs> Um, For a decade now, I think, together. We dabble in the children and family space, and today we stumbled upon, fell on our face, straight into Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square, which you were like, oh, let's try that. Both of us thinking, but correct me if if I'm wrong, speaking for you here. I thought we were stumbling into, like, 
some sort of like a concert film a concert film Christmas performance dollies on stage singing carols maybe there's like a children's choir behind you know some shit like I was that right Mr. Rogers Neighborhood but it's Dolly Parton interesting like hosting, <laughs> interesting us through like a, some scenarios okay yeah. <laughs> that's what I was picturing Okay, not at all what I was picturing. I think I was picturing almost what exactly it is. Wow. Wow. Okay. I wasn't picturing full musical, full production, soundstage. So what we just bore witness to, not in its entirety. We only watched two acts of it or so. Yeah. It's like full soundstage. Dolly is like playing a beggar angel that maybe only... Christine Baranski can see. That's right. Christine Baranski starring as Regina. They got some stars. Which we saw the opening credits. It's like, you know, it's the opening credit sequence. And it says Christine Baranski as Regina. It's the only person credited by character name. And I said, that's because she's the cunt. And then, well, you also said that it was probably something in her contract. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I think those are union rules. But I think she's probably the, like, she's the big name. So yeah. she's like, you will say, this is who I, put me at the end, tell me, tell yeah, everyone who my character is. Top billing. To which I was still not understanding what we were getting into. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, everybody else is just credited yeah, as they are. Christine like Christine Baranski going to be playing a banjo? <laughs> Dolly Parton's I band? I was so confused. And then it was just full Hallmark Channel. And here she comes rolling down the street in her Mercedes. And she was the cunt. And she is the cunt. And as it turns out, it's basically a Christmas carol scenario. And the craziest part is when all the children in the town do a dance number and they... Uh, they say, there's Regina, the cunt. <laughs> the Christmas it's cunt. A the Christmas <laughs> cunt. Dolly Parton and the Christmas cunts. That's recommendation number one, <laughs> is to watch that it, film. It, I honestly felt like I was on acid watching it. Like, it was just, it's. it seems like a high school musical. It's like really badly written, really poorly acted, but like everybody's fresh out of musical theater school. Like they're there to make a big impression. And they're also checking off every box of inclusion, which is a good thing. But in a very right winger here, (laughs) but I I do, but I am, (laughs) but I do feel there's something a little too much tuna about it. Well, it's too much tuna because it's inauthentic. It's like they have like two, like we just they're just like okay they're obviously the gay guys they're they're voguing in the fucking hair salon fullerville doesn't have voguing queers with the sassy black woman studio owner salon owner like it's just a little lewis from what did you say she was on i mean you name it she's done it she's been around forever anyway how is she not a featured player on american horror story that's that's what i want to see is the ryan Adams, is that his name? Nope, Murphy. Ryan, Ryan Adams is a Murphy. singer. I can't wait for Dave to listen to this. I want to just see be the like Ryan, the Ryan Murphy subplot to uh, Dolly Parton and the Christmas Cunt, where it's all the background <laughs> drama. The Christmas Cunt. It's all the murder going on by night. I'm literally, I was literally holding Fran, bottle feeding her my breast milk and looking at Patrick like every few seconds being like, are you fucking seeing this? Like, what are we watching? This feels insane. To which I then 
messaged one of my other favorite Instagram comedians named Pete Zias, who sometimes I have some interaction with. And you've watched a fair amount of his live yes, he, broadcast. He loves to like watch trashy things or trashy magazines and just like give commentary. And our favorite discovery of his is that he will refer to a person, place or thing as a wig. I mean, look at that wig (laughs) over there. But more often than not, it's also just like it's somebody who is not actually wearing a wig, but their hair looks like a wig. So yeah. he's just like, oh, honey, that wig. Like, oh, it really it gets me every time. Which killed us recently. We were on a dog walk with the dog and the baby. We're walking around and there's an actual wig on the ground. And I said, <laughs> honey, look at that wig. And uh, it was just too perfect. So I messaged him. I DM'd him. And I sent him the link of Dolly Parton's Christmas Christmas in the Square. And I said, please Instagram live this or like story this and give me all the commentary. I need to know your thoughts and your prayers. He loves a watch along or like going through old magazines or his own home videos, (laughs) which are great because that's what yielded. A catchphrase around here. Yes. we He deserves a lot of credit around what, here. What is it? He says, shut the fuck up and sit the fuck down? No, that's Alyssa Edwards. No, is that Alyssa Edwards? Yes, that is Alyssa Edwards. Oh, um, there's a, the mood. There's a lot of gay canon being thrown around. Just go with it, everybody, okay? It? Shut the fuck up, I'm not in the mood. Yes, he has a childhood home video. I'll have to tag him in this post to let him know how much we talked about him. <laughs> Maybe he'll be interested. Pete Zias? Yeah, P-E-T-E-Z-I-A-S. Uh, he, yeah, he, like, shows old home videos. He used to, like, make all sorts of home videos. And he's, like, 12 or something, just, like, some gay child looking directly into the VHS camcorder saying, shut the fuck up, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> so he calls one of his, like, things that he does on Instagram, the shut the fuck up, I'm not in the mood show. And yes, and now he's probably about our age, maybe a little older, but he's got full old queen energy. Yes, he does, for sure. Anyway, this is not the Pete Zias show, okay? He's just the thing we're watching. He's the thing we're watching, okay? Not that gay people are things, we're just saying. (laughs) He's a brand we are consuming. Um, All right, so... Dolly Parton's Christmas Cunt, if you want to just, like, dabble into that, like, serious acid trip, Christmas acid trip, enjoy. Take note of the uh, highly stylized lighting, the custom lighting they used on her, the digital effects. I mean, she's a beautiful person. Of course she's beautiful. But it's clearly, like, there was a separate department in the editing room uh, in post production, yeah. whose job was to just make her look Dolly's face as angelic and perfect as possible. Dolly's face department. Yes, it, um, it's, which is they they also made uh, Star Wars: The Mandalorian. But I'm also, <laughs> but we also realize Madonna is looking more and more like Dolly. Yeah, Madonna's turning into Dolly Parton, which I and, guess there are worse things. And who is the younger person who's turning into Madonna? They all morph. All these lizard people just end up morphing. Wait, into who's Dolly turning Parton. into Madonna? Somebody. Oh, who was it? Oh, I can't. Into remember. Madonna now? Yeah, somebody. There's somebody that looks. But she's young. Yeah. All right. I don't know what you're talking about, but, yeah. um, 
what else are we consuming? Well, we can stay on this well, track let's, for let's a moment. Talk about what we crescendoed into for the end of Fran's <laughs> wind down, it turned into a mini concert. <gasps> in here. Yeah, we've been trying. I've been trying to introduce music to Fran. We both have. I think I'm doing a lot of like close singing in her face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was sharing with my friends Heather and Kim that I was singing PJ Harvey's "Down by the Water." directly into Fran's face, which I was trying to play for you today, actually. It's a very moody, creepy rock song by PJ Harvey. And I was just feeding her banana, singing Down by the Water, which wow. is a very dark song. So well, that's you- how the day started. And then the day <laughs> ended with disco because yes. we have two main tracks we sing at night. We got a couple hit singles. We sing Bob Marley's Jammin', but we replace the lyrics with Jammies. Which was inspired by friend of the show, Jen. Yes. And her husband, Bay. They were, I think they were singing that. Oh, they were? To, to Nico. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know if it was that or they were just calling them jammies. Like, as if they Either were jamming. We, we put on our jammies <laughs> and we sing our own lyrics to that, which we will not subject you to. And that's also just family. Um, that's just personal. Um, and the other song I would sing it Don't you, ask me to sing You invented recently Is uh, Night Dipe Yes Which is short for Night Diaper Yes uh, Which is a diaper That you have to put on babies Because they're bigger And they can handle more heft <laughs> And Night Dipe is sung To the tune of Donna Summer's Hot Stuff That's right uh, So we've been had Had that song Just stuck in our minds lately and so tonight we went into YouTube, uh, into the computer phone. We went into YouTube. We typed in Donna Summer, hot stuff. We had a dance party. We sang Night Dipe. And that's something we watched today. Yes. Um, we're slowly introducing disco yeah. as well. It's going to be an important part of Fran's life, whether she likes it or not. Uh, the adult content. Ooh. Uh, who cares after dark? Um <laughs> After the baby goes to bed, <gasps> we have been watching <gasps> Industry yes. on HBO Max. Yes. And yes, last yes. night we watched the penultimate episode of season one. We have one more to go. So no spoilers are going to happen right now because mm-hmm. we don't even know what happens. No. But we did see, but spoilers if you haven't seen episode six or whatever it is. We did see a almost threesome occur last night and then it gets cut short. And the drama on this show is just so good. We're really, I think we're really feeling industry on HBO Max. We, <laughs> we are. I think it's a good show. It's interesting. We keep talking about um, how lucky we feel that we don't work in a business like that. Because mm. um, it just appears to be like the most horrific, patriarchal, abusive, soul-sucking, soul-crushing um, job. But like if you're one of my oldest and best friends from childhood and you're like a vice president at Morgan Stanley and like, you know, you're a great person. I'm sure like, it's I'm sure, going fine. I'm sure there's a way. I'm sure it's fine. That you can do that work and, you know, have a great life. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> okay. But anyways, on this show, they do not make it look appealing, especially not for the ladies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was actually texting with my buddy who does work in that world, and uh, he said that people are talking about it, but it's, you know, obviously uh, embellished is the word he used. 
Um, Doubt it. But Doubt but it. I do rem- like, I remember when he was an intern. You're like, I for, remember when it was like this for, for you. a huge company. Well, I don't remember the details, but I just remember it being very much like, yeah, we work literally all day and all night. And like. So cool. Uh, you're expected to just like, you know, burn the candle at all ends. Because Why? Money, baby. Uh, money. Money rules the world, baby. Money, cash money. So we've uh, been enjoying that. Yeah, it's a great um, show. The acting, the directing, the writing. Very a stark contrast to Dolly Parton's Christmas cunt. Well, Regina could be from that world, though. <laughs> That's true. She does. Regina could be Nicole. Christine Baranski does seem like maybe she comes from the financial underbelly. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's not digress too far back into Christmas cunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, how many times can they say cunt in one episode? Yeah. On December 21st. Right next to the word for Jesus's birthday. The word for Jesus's birthday. Bird's the word. Um, anyway. Uh, let's step into bachelorette territory. Yes, which we actually received a request from friend, fan, family member of the show, my cousin Rachel, who also just gave birth. Wow. Suddenly, surprisingly, four weeks early. What can't she do? And she's keeping up with Bachelor Nation. Well, she made this request before she suddenly went into labor to her surprise four weeks early. Now that I've got my order in, I can go have my child. And now that she will probably not have any time or interest in listening to a podcast, I mean, who knows? Maybe that's something she will like do. But she's the kind of person that can kind of do it all. So, oh, unlike somebody you know. No, you do it all as well. Unlike somebody you know, was I crushing episodes of Community I'd already seen during my uh, fourth trimester during delivery? I was like, yeah, yeah hun, put the laptop down, please. <laughs> no, actually, I was watching Shit's Creek when I started having contractions. Uh, true story. Um, but The Bachelorette. Yes. Let's get into First it. First we had Claire, then we had Tasha. We saw a cavalcade, a parade, an endless stream of men appear and disappear. Uh, and now we have made it through hometowns. And I say hometowns with air quotes. What the fuck was that? I just dropped a light switch over here. Peggy okay. was like, what the fuck is that? Peggy, stand down. Stand <laughs> by. <laughs> Proud boys and Peggy, stand by, stand back. Okay. Anyway, we're not we're not getting into politics. This issue. Peggy's our little proud girl. The baby taking a break to look at the baby is moving. The baby is. I do. I repeat. I'm moving this. The baby is moving. You're obsessed with this video screen. Um, You watch that video screen. Like Community is going to come back on at any moment. Listen. I'm not consuming community anymore, so that's not relevant to this episode. Um, So The Bachelorette, Rachel did specifically ask what our thoughts were on Claire and Dale. And honestly, I was like, who cares? I've moved on. Yeah. But who's Claire and who's Dale? I will dive in momentarily as per her request uh, that I think Claire is um, somebody who loves self-help and the secret and because she's had trauma in her life um, and doesn't know how to handle it appropriately for herself. 
she does a lot of like, I deserve this. Yeah, well, I think in her first, because, and ladies and gentlemen, we'll try to stay on the human psychology end of this as much as possible. If you don't watch the show and you're like, well, I'll fast forward through the bachelorette part, stick around. We'll try to shit talk these people in a way that makes sense, even if you've never seen them before. This woman, Claire, was the bachelorette at the beginning of the season, meaning she is the individual who has all these 30 men trying to marry her. But this is not her first time on the show. This is her fourth time on the show. In, on, in the franchise. She was she was on a season of The Bachelor where she was vying Bachelor. for one man. She did not make it. And then she was on a season of Paradise. And then she was on the Canadian one, right? And no, not the Canadian one. It was Winter Games. Yeah. Um, and that's when she really the Canadian got, one. <laughs> I think that's when she got like sort of abused. Like she met that guy Byron or whatever. And then they. What the fuck failed. are you goddamn talking about? I'm trying to get to the point that in her first three experiences. Yeah, but everything you're saying is wrong. In her first three experiences <laughs> on the franchise. Tell me if this is wrong. She got beaten down in some way, shape or form. So now she's come up through the ashes. They brought her That's on. maybe how she feels, but no, that is not accurate. She did not get beaten down. Well, but she did all this self-help work as a result of these experiences. No, I think it's, it dates back even further. I think she's just, she lost a parent. Her mother has dementia. She's like living alone a lot. She clearly has very dysfunctional expectations for romantic relationships um they also announced her when they announced her they promoted this as the oldest the oldest the oldest bachelorette 39 years old this old bitch we're gonna drag her out yes she's got one foot in the grave but we're gonna give her a stepladder and give her two young men to (laughs) help her out by the elbows and put her on tv yeah like she might as well be dead like uterus is dried up fucking put her in a coffin alive call it a day and then they went to start the season and the pandemic began so they had to delay the season by like three months yes and so she by the time she the cameras were rolling on her again she's ready to machine gun motherfuckers with (gasps) her self-empowerment and one-liners she's just she's been on the show too many times and so she she's like producing herself yes and she's so aware of the camera. I mean, yeah. everybody's so aware She's of like the quoting herself from yes. other seasons. If she has an Instagram account, she's doing graphic quotes attributed to herself. She's, <laughs> she's like, quoting herself. <laughs> um, also, we discussed how she is obviously a very attractive person, but she is, well, it's also the styling of any of the bachelorettes. Um, the stylist, whoever that is, I didn't look it up, goes straight to MILF porn aesthetic. Yes. MILF porn glamorous. Mom, I like to fuck porn yeah. aesthetic. Yeah, and which I've realized there are three places in the world where that happens. In MILF porn itself, <laughs> bachelor contestants, women on The Bachelor, Bachelorette, and newscasters on mm. New York City local news. Mm-hmm. These women, this weather lady tonight, I'm like... What's going to happen? Milf porn. Is there a storm coming through? Or is it... (laughs) Is there going to be a... a, I thought you were about to do a bit. I'm trying. I'm trying. (laughs) What did it say about Wednesday on there? It said soaky and wet. Oh, no. It was something horrible. What was it? It was like gusty... 
gusty trenches or something. Gusty haunches. <laughs> soggy bottom. It was like gusty haunches and soggy bottom. Dripping labia is what it said right there on WPIS. <laughs> and this woman is dressed like a MILF, and I realized they're all going to the same makeup artist, like heavy eyeliner. Let me just get some eyeliner that'll run when somebody's really shoving it in my face. Um, so that's what we're watching. So Claire, <laughs> so Claire, this is the other thing about us, right? You're gonna you you run out of steam quick. So do you. The last I listened to our last episode in the at the top, you said, "Oh God, I'm tired," and we were talking about how we reversed roles. That you're like you're like, oh, are we recording? I'm tired. Well, I've got iced coffee right here. Oh, uh, and yes, it is almost eight o'clock, and I'm having iced coffee, bunny. It's almost eight o'clock, and it's, which means it's almost our bedtime. Okay. I know we haven't had dinner yet. What's going on? Anyway, should I put the salmon on and you can vamp? <laughs> no. Um. Okay. The thing about us is that we are exhausted parents. Okay. So this is going to be, we're bobbing, we're weaving, we're jumping around, we're stopping mid-sentence. We're behaving like a couple of Blakes. We're a little all over the place. Blake, the guy with the beard. Yeah. Oh, that facial hair. Like, I am a sexual being. Gross. Sex is important to me. Gross, gross, I gross. I love this crystal lady and I'm going to make a dick out of clay. Oh my God, Gita. Gita who just came in with like on the wings of appropriation and was like, could I introduce you to some crystals? <laughs> like, where are you from? She's like, oh, Hoboken, New Jersey. <laughs> Those, I mean, I was immediately like questioning her relevancy with her appropriated braided pigtails. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so Claire is, is a mess and she picked out Dale Right from the top, she fell in love with. She one of the made. She made. She made it through like three or four episodes. Managed to get a proposal out of this dude. I'm sure this is not going to last. Uh, Dale is serving full male model face, like obviously good looking, but like the tiniest ears I've ever seen in my life, which I was very distracted a really by. Attractive guy, and Ross just cannot see past those ears. She can't hear them either. No, he can't hear. She won't hear it. He can't Maybe hear it. he misheard Claire when Claire was like, I'm in love with you and I want to quit the show and just do this with you. He was like, yeah, sure, sure. I'll, I'll, that sounds good. He thought he was agreeing to a one-on-one date, but he couldn't hear her because he has tiny ears. Because his ears are so tiny. So like, come a little closer. Um, so they left. And yeah. I wish I had more to say on it, but I just don't. Like, because I just... Honestly, I feel bad for Claire. I don't think it's going to work out. I think she's going to be single still, and she is desperate not to be. I don't feel bad for single people. I just feel bad for Claire, who desperately wants to be married and has some, like, fictitious idea of what, like, romance and love is. So, which is why it continues to, like, fail her. Bachelor Nation has also become a factory. Not Bachelor Nation, the viewership, the participants in the show become a factory for them to become like weird fringe influencers yeah so it's not like she went on there found this man of her dreams and is now gonna go start this grounded life it's like now they are both a brand that they need to uphold publicly on social media and uh you know i think whenever a couple makes like 
their image, like their whole thing for the relationship to work, like it could become really problematic because then it's like, this is our podcast. Like I was going to say, we don't have a problem with that. (laughs) We don't have a problem with it. We are seeking advertising. So I'm just saying, we don't think that she's emotionally cut out for it, but we have done the work. Like if we have done the work, if this podcast isn't solvent soon, like it could lead to real world um, problems in our marriage. (laughs) Uh, And I just know that for Claire, that might be a little too much to handle. So anyways, next Tasia, right? Okay. Tasia shows up. She emerges from the pool. She's been underwater for a week (laughs) while Claire falls in love with Dale. She comes out. They surgically remove her gills and replace them with enormous tits. Um, I think I'm going to let's fast forward through Tasia's season a little bit and just kind of talk about like where we are right now with Tasia, which is she just had her hometowns, right? Okay. Which were not in anybody's hometowns. Which are not. La Quinta in and oh, sweets yes. in the middle of the Meanwhile, desert. Meanwhile, this is also, this is a historical season because literally no one is going anywhere and they are all stuck at La Quinta in and sweets. Okay. Which actually is a Ritz Carlton related hotel. So I guess it's like not total trash, but it does, it doesn't like film like it's luxury. No. You're just like, oh my God, they're still at La Quinta. Like we would love to stay, spend a week there. La Quinta, put us up, would you? There are some sad scenes. Like when (laughs) when they're playing the floors lava in her apartment and you just see like, oh, those pillows are dingy. Because normally they would be like in castles somewhere. They do like one stop in some like shitty small town in America that like pays for like their trip with their tourism board or something. But then they like end up in fucking Scotland. Scotland and then like Barbados or and then Portugal Dean's, or, or like Dean's family's weird living room sitting on the floor, <laughs> yes. which is apparently well, no. an opium den. Yes. The, the hometowns are not in these gorgeous destinations, but like you go to each person's hometown, then you go to a gorgeous destination. Like they're, they're bopping around. Right. So actually this is the most maybe realistic these relationships have ever been because they actually are forced to just like have conversations with each other and not just be like, Oh my God, we're on like a mountaintop where some fucking PA created a picnic for us. Like they're not doing any of that shit, you know? However, there is a PA with the smallest budget putting together what appears to be a hometown, like small, fair like a hometown fair i mean what's good about is that what you would call it what am i thinking carnival yeah (laughs) um a country a county fair there was a carnival scene there was a new york city streetscape scene with a Uh, fucking wooden a painted wooden taxi that they had to like lift up with their hands and do fucking flintstones feet one guy had venice like roller skating or something anyway which all by the way he is from indiana he is not from venice the good thing though about that pa that had to art direct those hometown scenes is that they went on to work on dolly parton and and designed the square of fullerville i buy it i buy it i 100 percent buy it they rose up the ranks quick yeah i mean in this pandemic everybody's got to up their production value um so, yeah, there was a lot of sad production value. Um, but, but, all right, so let's talk 
let's talk turkey here with these four remaining contestants. Okay. Well, now we have three. We really like these guys. They're all nice, regular guys. Like we, I, we would marry any of They're them. They're better than most. Yeah. They are better than most. Is it Brandon from Massachusetts? The roofer. We've got the roofer from Massachusetts. We've got Ivan from Texas. Ivan from Texas, who's an engineer. Filipino, black. Half half Filipino, half black, having deep, meaningful conversations. Black Lives Matters was brought up on The Bachelorette this George season. Floyd's death was brought up and on The Bachelor. Because if you're not familiar, Tasia, our second Bachelorette, is mixed race as well. She is half black Mexican. and Mexican. Um so Mexican. They were I'm shaking my head in disapproval. Don't worry, everyone. Um, so Peggy's black. She nice. was talking with Ivan, who is also mixed race, and they were having some very deep, meaningful conversations that it seemed as though Tasia has literally never had with anyone. Yeah, she had tears of discomfort. And she like, started crying. But couldn't say anything. But not in a way of like mourning George Floyd's death or the injustice of it all. It was more like, I don't know how to talk about this and I'm upset because and I've never talked about five this cameras pointed out at me right now. It was I think I was telling you that it felt like the time that I claimed I was sick. I stayed home from school. I rode my bike all day and I fixed my bike. A friend of mine tattled on me the next day <laughs> and my teacher said in front of the whole class, she said, you said you were sick yesterday, but uh, so and so saw you on your bike. Were you sick? And I just started crying in front of the class because when you feel Fuck pushed... Fuck that teacher, honestly. When you feel pushed and you don't know what to say, sometimes cr- tears are all you have. And that is a country song that is actually in <laughs> Christmas Dolly Parton and the Christmas um, Miracle. Downtown Square. Um, uh, Fuck that teacher, first of all. Second of all... Oh, she's dead, so... Oh... <laughs> No, I don't know that she's dead, but she was also my mom's third grade teacher. Oh, she's definitely dead. That's some small town shit. That is, yeah, she's no longer with us. Um, uh, uh, top four. We're talking. What ben, is happening? Ben, the military guy. Oh, I would like to talk a little bit about Ben. Who's the fourth? Before we say that, oh, Zach. Zach, Zach from Jersey. Zach. Zach from Jersey, who did a whole New York date. Yes, and like who doesn't look like he's related to his family either. Mm. Like they all are like blonde and like the whitest of white, like lily white. And he does not look like that. A little ethnically ambiguous. Um, But who, they actually, him and Ben are, I think in stark contrast to each other because Zach has gone through a lot of emotional and physical trauma. Yeah. Right. Recovering addict. We don't know how long he's been sober, but we're fairly certain he's sober. He works as a recovery counselor somewhere. Um, he had a brain tumor, which is like what got him hooked on pills, blah, blah, blah. Right. But he's like 36. You can tell he like, he's done the work. He knows the lingo. He knows how to like talk about his feelings. He's worked the steps. He's probably worked the steps and he's like, pretty good at expressing his emotions. Ben, on the other Meanwhile, hand... Ben is still bleeding from some serious wounds. Ben, who told us, like, in back-to-back episodes, one episode he's telling us he's recovered from bulimia. 
the next episode, he's telling us that he has not one, but two failed suicide attempts. Within one, the last year. One in 2018, one in 2019, to which I turned to you and said, this was irresponsible of the fucking Bachelor oh, yeah. Nation. Like This show is so cruel and so fucked up. That really, but that was... I don't know, maybe it's naive of me to be shocked by that, but for somebody to acknowledge that they had just had two failed suicide attempts and they're like they're saying that, that to me screams they should not have passed whatever psych exam that they were supposed yeah. to take. No, nobody, nobody like, who's that vulnerable should no. be on a show like this. So anyway, he, you know, he was in the military. I don't know if he actually saw action or not. But he broke his back I mean, in the, the military. Way he talks about stuff. Uh, he, uh, I feel like, like he's, he's had significant injury, mental illness, and like clearly has not worked through it enough where he should be on fucking national television. He's definitely one of those guys that's just like, I will just lift enough weights. Yes. And then the weight will get off my back. Yes, precisely. But however, the weights will remain on your thick ass shoulders and your very thin calves that cannot. That cannot hold the weight. They cannot hold the weight. His quads can hold a lot of weight. His quads can hold the weight. The calves cannot the hold calves. the weight. They you cannot hold the small weight. Calves, but those quads don't quit. <laughs> and those shoulders quads don't quit. And pecs. Those quads don't quit. And he's got a very normal face, which we liked. I think we liked that. He came out swinging a for lot me. Of these guys seem normal. They he came seem- out swinging for me, and I'll tell you why. I know you didn't ask, but I'll tell you why. He said there was at some point somebody was being ridiculous and dramatic. And I think there was a lot of like um, uh, puffing up of chests happening. Yes, chest puffing. And he. They were smoking dubs. In an aside, in a, in a, in a, in a interview. Confessional. In a confessional. He said, that's not what being a man looks like to me. Being a man to me is being like humble kind mm. and he said a couple other descriptors in, re- in response to somebody else's actions and in response yes. to people puffing up their chests at each other and just saying dumb shit it's probably about chasing jason or brandon or um, one of the chasens jason's casper or whatever he um and he really hooked me with that. I was like, oh, he coming out being like, I am humble. He's I am involved. kind. Yeah. But then he started to lose me pretty fast with how obsessed he became with Tasia in a very like unstable way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he got naked and he started talking about bulimia. But obviously he still has an oh, eating yeah. disorder because there's like a lot of body obsession going on. Anyway, he took Tasia on his sad hometown. He took her to a juice bar. What was... Okay. What was... I didn't... Yeah, I think I zoned out during that. He's like, let's go rollerblading and drink green juice. I'm fine now. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. No, I'm like, what was... So they had to make these self-portraits and show them to Tasha. <laughs> oh, yeah. She really wanted them to be vulnerable. And everyone else were doing these, like, really deep and, like, emotional self-portraits. Like, one guy's like, this one is about how my dad left and never came back. And one guy's like... This is about how, like, I don't use my real name and, like, really deep stuff. But, of course, we did have Bennett, who just mentioned all the different homes they were going to have around the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, And then, but Ben started freaking out that his wasn't going to be good enough. So he just disrobed and got naked and said, this is, 
I am showing you this. And then, like, I think it was his dick and everything. Um, I want to know what was on his original self-portrait. Oh, no, we could s- we saw it. bulimia? No, we saw it for a second. It looked like... Flowers? It looked like a fucking Jersey Shore caricature carnival photo with, like, some fucking construction paper hearts around it. And he was like, um... <laughs> I guess I misunderstood the assignment. I'm going to go take all my clothes off. Hold on one second. <laughs> yeah, but what if it was about bulimia and it's just like no, a I portrait don't think- of him and there's like hot dogs and donuts and like <laughs> stuff like circling around oh his head. God. And he's like, these are all the things I want to eat every day, all day, and then I want to purge him up. I'm pretty sure you like catch like a just a quick look of it before he realizes that like he did it too literally <laughs> and he's like oh fuck and then yes. like like flips it over and like ran out of the room and then didn't he in the next episode pull another similar stunt type of thing like a cop out of some kind I can't remember what it would have been. I think he he was like, "Oh, I'm in good now with her, so I'm I'm gonna wait until I see, I can like see her last." Was that that? that and then the he next, didn't, and yeah, they like he missed his window. Ball. But yeah. that's like, of course, like the producers set it all up to happen that way. Anyway, the show's so fucking dumb. I cannot believe we waste as much time on it as we do. Don't you turn on it while we're mid convo? I just want to acknowledge that this is all so dumb. All right. Well, you know what? I no. I you know what I'm taking personally that like you feel like you have to like. What's the word? Qualify it. Like you have to qualify your watching of this show. Listen, we talk about pop culture. We talk about content. We also talk about like other stuff that is considered deeper and more meaningful. But you don't got to come on here and start talking shame about how oh i it's like what are you gonna tell us next that you don't even have a tv fuck off get out of here all right we talk about what we talk about i'm just reacting to the fact that we just got into so much granular detail so what ben's stunts there's a lot of people that i respect that talk about this in detail and the first thing that they do is own it okay so so own it All right. I own it. I love it. Don't go down the shitty rabbit hole of like, this is garbage. Can you believe we're talking about? No, we're talking about it. And you know what else? When we sat and watched it together last week, I turned to you and I said, this is so fun. Okay. Because you know what? Life is hard. And being a parent is hard. 2020 is hard. And we're privileged white people. So it ain't even that hard. But it's still hard, right? It's hard for everybody in different ways. And this makes it a little easier. Okay? Sitting on the couch with my hun, dissecting dumb people. They're not all dumb. But there's an element of stupidity to all of them for signing on for such a thing. I sit here on this couch with my hun, with my baby asleep in the other room. Watching these fools in their Instagram influencer prototypes. In the health and beauty space. In the health and beauty space at La Quinta Inn. And it brings me joy. Okay? So fuck you, hon, is my point. I just pictured you alone (laughs) in Fullerville Square. Atop the gazebo, delivering this speech on Christmas night (laughs) 
Everyone's in their homes. Dolly Parton is serenading <laughs> Regina. Yes. Which I assume will happen in the end when Regina becomes a good person. And you will deliver this speech. <sighs> Should we move on to what else we're watching? <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching about, I guess I've seen, how many have I seen? Probably about 15 episodes of 21 Jump Street. Oh, yes. From the 1980s. Wow. Because my day job is editing videos of Ari Shafir, Dan Soder, and um, Big J. Okerson doing watch-alongs of that show. So Those are somewhat famous comedians that maybe none of our listeners know who they are, but they are... More well-known than us. They're great comics. They're brilliant guys. And they get into the details of that show. So if you're an 80s dork or a fan of that stuff, definitely subscribe to that Patreon. It's five bucks a month. And you can see my work and see their jokes about that hilarious show. But it's crazy how much I know about 21 Jump Street now. We don't got to get into it here. But I'm just mentioning that I watch a lot of it. And I know a lot of 80s, like, character actors now because these guys will go on crazy IMDb rabbit holes uh, to cross-reference stuff. Um, And it's been quite a journey these last few months editing that show. And they also did a Murder, She Wrote (laughs) watch-along recently. So I watched the pilot to Murder, She Wrote. And now I'm kind of like, I think I might just watch Murder, She Wrote. RuPaul's favorite show. It's pretty great. Um, so that's something I've been watching. We watched Murder on Middle Beach on HBO Max. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. We've watched so much content lately. And then we also watched um, the John Wilson show. What is it called? Yeah, what is that How called? How To. How To with John Wilson, right? Oh, God. That might be my favorite show of it's, the year. It's pretty funny. Yeah. We're, we learned a lot about scaffolding, which actually... Um, it's it's more interesting than you think. We, we drove in, Turns out we capitalism drove in, is the devil. We drove into town today and we were pointing out different kinds of scaffolding. It's crazy. I, I said, Bon, there's that fancy scaffolding from the show. I know, and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. Um, uh, wait, what did you say after 21 Jump Murder Street? On Beach. Murder on Middle Beach. Yes, which takes place. Madison, Connecticut, where it, which is just like a hop, skip, and a jump from where I grew did up. Did you have classmates from that town? I sure did. Wow. I sure did. I, 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 wonder if I used to get. family went to Williams. Are there, there must be other private schools around there. There are, but there's also um, rich white kid public high schools that uh, actually a lot of kids go to in that, in those areas. Yeah, yeah. So I think the high, the public high school that people go to there is called Valley, I think. Um, but now that we've had a couple weeks off from that show, who do you think did it? I think the dad still might have had something to do with it. Yeah, I think I think the consensus on Reddit, at least, is that the dad just hired somebody to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever he's up to is like shady as fuck, yeah, even if it has nothing to, to no good. Um, but. It's either that or the gifting tables, right? I don't know. I know. It's a, it's hard. It's hard. But you let know, me tell you, the Madison you police seem like fucking garbage, so. Um, and there's not really a spoiler here because there's no answer at the end. So. No. I liked it, though. I thought it was a good documentary. But I, I think, think there's going to be more because he got the legal permission to get the cops' files. So. Right. 
I mean, I think a lot of people thought it was kind of self-indulgent in some way, but I actually thought they did a good job of him being on camera and being really vulnerable and transparent about yeah. like what was going on. And um, It's so interesting. It ends like in the final scenes you see him in masks and stuff. It's like they're yeah. finishing the film as COVID is beginning. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What a weird time in our life that we are in this and hopefully it's over soon but like it's definitely gonna get worse before it gets better though so wear your masks because who knows when you're gonna get vaccinated and if you're an anti-vaxxer don't listen to this fucking podcast because you're nuts <laughs> what a good christmas song you just sang thank you that was great. um and then what else are we watching hon I totally forgot about Murder at Middle Beach, first of all. Um, loved it, though. Um, oh. A lot of personal connections to it. Anyway, we both... So we do some, like, watching together, and then we do watching separate. We, I would say both of our Xanax television is... Um, you do How It's Made. I do Great British Baking mm-hmm. Show. Uh, I have literally watched... I've rewatched every single season that is available on Netflix sans the holiday specials. I, I don't like them. What are those? Are they're not seasons? They're like, no, they do. They do two episodes with a different group for each episode. So it's like each episode they do like the signature technical showstopper but it's like whoever wins that one episode like won the holiday episode yeah there's no stakes there's no stakes people are just like oh whatever like uh. and it's a full group like eight people no it's three. Oh, it's three people are they people we've seen before correct it's all like the old people them. okay well now that i know that i have a teammate maybe i have a different pep in my step yeah, these shows, Great British Baking and How It's Made, are both sort of passive background screensaver zen TV. Yes. That we just watch to just chill out and get a goddamn breath. And we and we acknowledge Fran is in a nap or asleep. <laughs> and we acknowledged uh, yesterday that actually very similar programming actually. Yeah. Like yes. British Straight Bake Off ahead. is basically how it's made about baking. Yeah. Um, so that's what we have in the background. Uh, and I guess lastly, unless you have a lastly that you want to, you know, <laughs> because I'm losing steam and I need to eat. Um, I'm watching uh, Instagram videos made by Brian Jordan Alvarez of a character he calls Marnie T, mm. who is a guru spiritual hoodwinker mm, charlatan charlatan a, a snake oil salesman saleswoman uh who really i'm just re-watching like i'm just i'm going into the vaults i'm so you go on his instagram and it's this crazy filter that he has found that masks his voice and face and it's insane looking and but he's like talking all the like new age yoga teacher, spiritual guru nonsense in a way that is, oh yes, Peg, look at that big stretch. 
We had to stop for a second because it's just so, it's so beautiful when she does it. It's she's trying to sniff the ceiling. Yeah. But it's so slow. Ugh, Peg, we love that. I think it's sensual, actually. (laughs) Do not start. Do not start. So Marnie T um, is everything. I love it. He also does some Southern women characters, uh, women southern woman characters that uh are also near and dear to my heart because they remind me of my relatives um so check out his southern women and marnie t on brian brian jordan alvarez's instagram if you just need to fucking laugh you know just laugh also i'm waiting for somebody to buy me a cameo of marnie t which if you don't know what a cameo is I barely know what a cameo is, but it, I'm assuming it's a personalized video. You pay for a personalized video. So if anyone's looking to get me a surprise Christmas present, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, I would happily take a cameo from Marnie T. <laughs> I'm sure that'll get taken care of. <gasps> oh my God. I just got so excited. <laughs> Like genuinely, like I see how Santa like like as if I ever believed in Santa. That's how excited I would be. Which this isn't content that we're consuming, but um, we've been discussing if we will bring Santa into this household, and we're leaning towards no. Um, But I was discussing with my mom. Because I have no real memory of ever truly believing in Santa. Like, I always felt like the jig was up and I was just, like, going through the motions. Similar to how I felt about Catholic school. I'm like, fine, I guess I'll just fucking, you know, move right arm forward, left leg forward. Because everyone's... duck walk through the sham of life. Like North Korea called. They want me to fucking duck boot through this shit. I guess I'll do it. Running a fascistic holiday household. Fine, 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 fine. Uh, Did you get me my dollhouse? Fine, whatever. Okay, great. Um, Oh, Santa got it. Oh, okay, got it. Wink, wink, nudge. Um, But I was saying to my mom, I was like, did I ever really believe in Santa? And she she doubled down and she said, no, she did not really remember me ever being really into Santa. So I've been a skeptic from the beginning, y'all. That's what I'm here to say. Yeah. you. And I hope to raise another skeptic and I'll drain any magic or whimsy right out of her because you know what? I'm not a fucking capitalist pig. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to teach her that magic is real your imagination is your best your friend. Imagination. Your imagination is your best friend. You could be the president one day if you put your heart oh, to it's it. It's a terrible job. You do not want to be president. Uh, uh, I'm going to teach her all the beautiful things in life. I am all for imagination. Mow them down. I'm all for imagination, but I'm not for lies. Okay? Liza Minnelli lies. Okay? Um, what are some films we've seen that we liked? Oh, Point Break, bitch. Oh, yeah. We watched Point Break recently. I've never seen it. Ago I've never it. seen it. And it was my first time. Young Keanu blast me right, right, right where it counts. Wow. <laughs> you want to get blasted by Keanu? 
What do you mean right where it counts? Hun, you know where it counts. <laughs> Hun, you know where it counts. Would you call it your soggy undercarriage? What was that weather? I didn't... <sighs> How dare you? I've got my pelvic floor therapy session tomorrow morning. Yeah, you got to watch your pelvic floor videos. Oh, God. That's That's why. This is why I can't do anything because I hate homework and everything has homework. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do anything. I'm already letting myself down. You're always home. So anything you do home is homework. I haven't done any of my routines. I was supposed to I was supposed to be finger banging myself this whole week. Let's do it. <laughs> Didn't your pelvic floor teacher tell you to let me explore that pelvic floor? She said floor? if I wanted you to. Guys, we're off topic, okay? Explore your pelvic floor. Explore your pelvic floor. Shove it into the Back of the door. We're waking, <laughs> we're waking up our daughter. We're both hungry. I think we've gotten all the content out that we can even fathom. I there- hope this was enough of a bespoke enough episode for Rachel. Ew! Let me get this long That's your hair. hair that came off of my head out Somehow from betwixt your toes. Braided. It was braided through several toes. Uh oh. Uh oh. She's up. No, she just rolled over, but the eyes did not open because if they did she would look like a demon possessed yeah because the night vision this This is also the content where this is also the content i'm consuming we're watching mostly our daughter on this (sighs) v-tech y'all we love you so much happy holidays happy new year i hope that you don't get covid and that you are able to celebrate yourself and your family in some way shape or form that is safe and protected and um we hope that 2021 brings some change and some health and some happiness and that maybe we can hug each other all once again when we all get vaccinated and um i don't know man just like be safe out there you know joy to the world sure I hope you're all happy. Mine just went full mouse. He was like, I'm uncomfortable. Me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. We love you. Ring in 2021 with some, uh, some finger banging. And on Netflix. That was a cute holiday (laughs) film. We are out of our fucking minds. Get vaccinated in 2021. Bye. Love you. Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bing, 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 bing.